Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, friends. I'm Ashley Kramer. And I'm Brittany Labby. And this is More Than a Season podcast. With the help of men and women across all sports and levels, we dive deep into the highs and lows of the sports industry. No topic is off limits as we discuss the struggles and stereotypes while celebrating the successes and community that comes with this lifestyle. So whether you're a coach's or athlete's significant other or just enjoy talking about sports, you are welcome here. Let's take a look beyond the season and get started with today's episode. Hey, it's Ashley and Brittany, and we are back with season two. Whoop, whoop. Yes, we've had some amazing growth this year, and we are so excited to just share all the fun stuff coming up for season two. Yeah, we cannot believe that it's our year birthday, actually, when we're releasing this episode. It actually was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. We were so excited just to have like this whole month of celebration, but we have had a crazy preparation trying to make our birthday special. We just like were reflecting on this past year and being like, wow, we started at a pool. Yeah, we did. We just were like frying out at a pool in the Washington sun and we're like, this would be a great idea. But we never knew that it would take us to this group and how big it really has gotten in a year. Uh, So we appreciate all of y'all, but we have been doing some fun things. So this past week, we even did a photo shoot. Yeah. And we usually, if you guys know anything about us or this podcast maybe you're new if you are welcome but if not we usually do our pictures ourselves with a handy dandy tripod or our significant others if they're around and it's not football season so we were excited and we just splurged because we felt like it and we got a photographer yeah and thank goodness yeah because this day was the windiest day of all days of the year it was like wizard of oz wind like i feel like we were gonna take off and yeah. go into another it legit was so bad like I swear we were both like okay fix your hair okay fix your shirt okay fix that I'm like yes can we just get one picture yeah and the hair extensions that we have we talk about them but man they you look like uh you have like a lion's mane like afterwards yeah it just blows up it never stays calm no and it literally was all over the place the photographer was like your left side has got something going on I'm like I know I know fix me and with me. these with these shoots, uh, my ideas are really far out there. Thank goodness Brittany is so patient. <laughs> They're <because> awesome. <laughs> They're literally awesome. I'm like, just tell me what to do. I'm like, I can smile. I can do whatever, but I just need some direction. I know. I told her I'm not going to ruin the surprise, but I told her what we were going to do. And I was like, okay, bear with me. This is what I'm thinking. Like, let's just go with it. And it was actually pretty fun. It was so fun. I'm so excited for y'all to see like all the content that's coming your way. It's just so fun and exciting and totally us. Yeah, it is very us. And so that's what makes it the best, I think. But we are excited for this first episode of our season two. It is with Spencer and Emily and we dive into the hockey industry. And Emily is one of the first female coaches in the AHL. Yeah, they are just a power couple, honestly. They're so sweet and awesome. And the second that we met them, we were like, yes, we totally jive with y'all. But they are an LGBTQ plus couple in this industry, which is even more exciting. And especially since it's 
Pride Month. So happy Pride Month. Yeah, and it is pretty refreshing to hear their point of view on just everything and the community that they live in. And it's very fortunate. I don't want to ruin too much of the episode, but they have just such a positive outlook on their new community and just like everything with the job that comes with it. And also they are very open and just candid about what it takes to be in a male-dominant industry. Yeah, and they had a really, really tough year last year. I know everyone did, but they had an extremely tough year. And so we won't ruin any more surprises, but you guys will definitely enjoy this episode and we will see you on the other side. Hello, hello. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are back and here for season two. Yeah, we're really excited about this one. This is a really special one that we're going to kick off our season two with. Yeah, so we're going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, I am Emily Engelnatsky, and I am the video coach for the Hershey Bears, and they are the affiliate for the Washington Capitals. I'm Spencer Engelnatsky. I am Emily's wife, and I previously have worked with the Chicago Wolves, which is another American Hockey League team, um, and we both worked at the University of Wisconsin for that. I love hockey so much, and so I'm I'm not an expert by any means, but I know that there is a lot of dedication, and you have to work your way up to get to any position that you are in. So I kind of want to know, how did you get started with hockey and the whole journey of getting to the role that you're at now? Yeah, so I grew up playing hockey. I don't know that I was very good. I played club hockey in college, and after that, I was just kind of trying to figure out a way how I could stay involved in the game. So I refereed I thought about coaching and my club coach uh, from college had an opportunity to coach in a tournament overseas and she randomly called me up one night and asked if I wanted to do video for the team and I got my degree in film production so I had no idea what that meant but you know a free trip to Italy for two weeks sounded awesome to me and that's kind of where I figured out that a video coach or a video coordinator is a career so from there, it was just trying to get as much, you know, opportunity and experience as I could get. And I was really fortunate to take a job at the University of Wisconsin, first with women's basketball, actually for a season, and just kind of get my foot in the door there. And I was really lucky to then move into hockey. And, you know, the hockey community is so small. So once you start meeting a few people, you make connections. And long story short, it kind of took me to Hershey and kind of where we're at now. So you were originally a player and then you ended up being in video coordination. Can you explain what video coordination means? Yeah, so it encompasses a lot. I kind of consider myself almost like a IT tech person as well. Anything that's like audiovisual kind of falls under my umbrella, but the biggest kind of task for me is scouting our opponent. So I will watch their previous games look for tendencies, things that I think are really important for our coaches and our players. So I'll go through, watch a couple of games, find some clips that I think are important, and I will take that to our coaching staff and kind of present it to them. And then from there, they present it to our team and kind of a, here's what we need to do to beat this opponent. So that's probably the biggest part of it. I break down all of our games live as they're happening so that the coaching staff can come in in between periods, watch certain things, make adjustments, and make sure to get all that information to the players as well after the game. So that's probably the biggest part of it is just breaking down hockey like all the time. So I joke that I pretty much get paid to watch hockey, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) That's so cool. No, that is really cool. I do want to ask, though, because it is a male-dominant field of just hockey and coaching and video coordinator roles. So did you feel like there was a little bit of pressure getting that role, being a female, being put into this position? 
Yeah, and I think that was just the pressure I put on myself. I don't think there was really any pressure that I felt from anyone. But as we kind of got to Hergie, I got a hard drive of files from the guy who had had the job previously. And as I was looking through it, I kind of had this moment of like, oh my God, I'm in over my head. You just see everything kind of laid out in front of you. And I think I even told you we were still in the hotel and I just, I had like a mini freak out. Like this might be too much. I don't know if this was like (laughs) the right thing to do. And poor Spencer was like, okay, well, we just moved here. So (laughs) you better think it's okay. Like you better be fine. But I think with that pressure, like, you know, I have Spencer to kind of support me and you know, give me pep talks, like, you're good at what you do, you're here for a reason, and then, you know, the staff that I'm surrounded with, too, like, they made sure I was really comfortable, they made sure that I could ask questions and not feel, you know, dumb asking them, so I think all the pressure was just put on myself, but it pretty quickly, I think, went away. Yeah, I can just see it, your bond is just amazing, so Spencer, I know that you had a job before this, so you, did you have to quit your job and move with her to pursue her dream? Yeah, so I actually, I worked with the Chicago Wolves in 2018-2019, and at the beginning of the 2019-2020 season, we got married. So we got married in September, and our, like, team was kind of going through some, like, organizational changes, and we had just adopted our dog, and so it kind of felt like the right time to, like, make that move and to kind of, like, support her because... Like, we've, I've always known that her, like, big goal was to work in the NHL or in professional hockey. And so it kind of just felt like the right time to leave my job in Chicago. And my boss there was super supportive. He was like, you know what? Your marriage comes first. Like, you, you want to be together. Like, long distance is not fun. We did long distance for, like, a year, a year and a couple months before we got married. And so we decided, like, once we were married, it was time to live together. And we would figure it out from there. It's always such a big step to like quit and leave. Um, we've both done that. And so it's crazy because in the moment you're kind of, you're kind of sitting there and you're like, what am I about to do? Like, I know it's for the person that I love and it's always for the best, but you're like, wow, this is a lot <laughs> to do. So I think that's incredible that you took that, you know, leap of faith and just went there. And with the community that y'all live in now, do you feel like just already a part of it? Yeah. I mean, I think even before it was officially announced that you took the job, I had a bunch of texts from the other wives, like, welcoming me to town, and as soon as, like, it was announced to the public, we had so many, like, texts and Facebook messages and people just reaching out and, like, congratulating us and people who had lived in Hershey before, like, giving us tips on where to go, and, yeah, it just feels like we slotted right in here and we're all just kind of like a big family here. We got to actually hang out last night, and it was, like, just such a cool environment. Everybody finally being together for the first time, and, yeah, it's it's such a family here. It's so nice. And so you guys are, like, one of few, maybe, LGBTQ couples in professional hockey. Can you talk about that? Because we've talked about this before in football, and... It's interesting the response that I received when I had the question being a newbie in the football industry and I'm like, why are there not any outwardly gay coaches? And if there were, would they be accepted? And the answer that I got was like, no. And, you know, it's kind of that old school mentality of like, this is how it's always been. And so I think this is just so cool that you guys have a community that's so supporting and like you got the role and they were already like, you're part of the family, like, 
come on in, you know? So I want to hear about like your guys' experience with that. Yeah. I think even from the interview process, obviously they want to know about your work experience, but from the very beginning, they said that family was really important. So they wanted to know, you know, am I married? And I, there was a moment of nervousness where I was like, yes, I'm married. My wife, Spencer, and it was just, there was no hesitation. They were like, oh, that's great. You know, what does she do? Where is she from? So it's always been just almost normal. We haven't had any weird reactions where you can kind of see people, they're like, oh, okay, she's married, but it's to a woman. It's just always been normal. And same with the players too. Like, you know, you meet them and they ask you, you know, about yourself, where you're from. And they'll be like, oh, your wife, like, what does she do? And so it's just normal. So for us, I think it's been a really positive experience. I don't know how it would be if, you know, we were men, gay men coaching in a professional sport. I don't know how that would be taken, but I kind of feel like it's already outside the box that I'm a woman working in a predominantly male profession. And so like, you know, being gay on top of that is just kind of like, whatever, you know, (laughs) it's already different enough to have a woman in the room, like you know, whatever. So it's been, I think, really positive overall. Yeah. One thing that I kind of thought was funny. So she's done kind of countless interviews over the last probably couple months. And I think it's so funny every time because the big thing is like, she's a woman mm-hmm. and every article at the very end just mentions like, yeah, she and her wife, Spencer live in Hershey now. And it feels so surreal because as, as like a teenager, it would be the biggest thing in the world and now it's so normal and like you said like it's cool and it's accepted and like nobody really cares so it it kind of feels like progress and it feels really nice that it's just it's normal now to people that makes my heart really happy yeah (laughs) and I feel like we're just excited because this is also coming out in like pride month and I'm just like I just want this to be the norm like across all sports and so I'm hoping that like not that this is going to be the opening point, but I'm hoping that, you know, we make it more normal, like across all sports that, you know, it doesn't matter. Everyone yeah. should be accepted. That's basically what we built the platform on with uh, more than a season was just, it doesn't matter what, who, where, whatever, yeah. everyone is included because we're all going through this sports journey together. And so Spencer, with this whole lifestyle of coaching and being long hours and all this, what do you do to remain sane? I love to do projects. So Emily was actually down in Washington for a couple of games for the end of their playoffs. And I reupholstered our chairs. I built a couple of shelves. I like sew clothes and like fix up my clothes. And I love to knit and crochet. And so I just find anything and everything to kind of keep my hands busy. And uh, I, I also watched a lot of hockey too. So it helps that we both just really love the game. It is better when you do like the sport and enjoy watching it. So after you like quit your job, you move there. So now what are you doing? Are you going to try to find a new job or are you kind of just like hanging out and seeing how things go? Yeah, I mean, the pandemic has definitely made finding a job difficult. When we first moved here, it was, uh, I was just trying to get us settled, especially because we moved here and pretty soon after the season started. So I just recently started kind of applying for sports jobs again. I've been applying for places outside of Pennsylvania, so we may end up doing long distance again, which is fine. We've done it before, and, you know, we know we can survive it. 
I do think that that's great though that you're both supporting each other's careers and that you'll get a chance to do what you want to do too I think again like just normalizing like long distance normalizing all these things is just so cool to me because growing up like I'm sure y'all can feel the same it just all these different things have finally like the old school mentality like passing on so it's awesome I do want to know with moving did COVID besides your job did anything else get affected yeah so both my parents tested positive for COVID early in the pandemic so this was March of 2020 when it was still relatively new and people were just kind of figuring out like oh this is a problem and so my dad actually ended up getting really sick he was in the ICU for about two and a half weeks ended up passing away early April of 2020 so it kind of, it was a whirlwind to be completely honest. There was so much that was unknown compared to even six months after that, kind of like the drug therapies, being on a ventilator, maybe not going on a ventilator as quickly as, you know, they kind of started doing in the beginning. So it was a crazy time. And my mom was also sick, you know, while my dad was in the hospital. So I kind of became like the point of contact, all the doctors and like our family. So I think, uh, you know, it was obviously a really hard time, but I think as far as our relationship, it only made it stronger because we had to rely on each other so much. Not only were we quarantining at home, but, you know, we had all of this going on and then obviously there's like the grief aspects. So it seems like it was a long time ago, but sometimes I have to remind myself like that was just over a year ago. Wow. I'm so sorry for your loss. That's, that's awful. And I know that a lot of people have been affected by COVID and, you know, directly and indirectly. And it's just been, it's been a crazy year for everyone. I'm sure that that has really strengthened your guys' relationship. I know when you go through a tough time, obviously it's terrible. You're going through this terrible time, but it does end up making your relationship stronger. Is there things that you guys have learned that you can like pass on to others now that you've kind of gone through this period? I think just being patient with each other and also being very honest, like, you know, there are still days now where, you know, I wake up and I just kind of feel off and it'll kind of hit me like, oh yeah, like, you know, my dad's gone. I can't just like pick up the phone and text him. So, you know, I'll just look at Spencer and be like, you know what, I'm kind of feeling off today. And she knows right then and there, like, okay, I, if I seem mad, it's not at her. It's just kind of what's going on. So I think we've been really patient with each other. We've tried to communicate a lot and just, you know, there's different ways to show people that you love them. And sometimes like for me, it's just giving me space and letting me kind of like feel my feelings. And sometimes it's, you know, like snuggling on the couch and watching Netflix for an entire day and not moving. So I think I've just learned a lot about each other through it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to always voice like how you're feeling. And I think that that's such a great practice because relationships in general that sometimes we just hold everything in. And I mean, at least I need to get better at that because sometimes, you know, Carson, who's my husband, he'll be like, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) You don't want to talk about nothing at all. So you try to be better with your emotions. But I think that's great that you have that practice. I do want to know what's the favorite date night go to? Is it going out? Is it it hanging in what's the go-to date night it used to be like going out <laughs> yeah <laughs> we would try to pick at least one day a month especially in season where we would dedicate you know whether it was dinner and a movie or dinner and an activity we like trying new restaurants we're both I would say we're foodies so we like trying new restaurants and new foods but I think we keep it pretty simple like for the most part we're homebodies but 
every once in a while we like getting out there and trying something different. (laughs) I know. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So what is the most challenging thing for each of you in the hockey industry? I would say mine is when you're on the road. Less so this season because of COVID, they only did day trips. But in professional hockey, I mean, you play three to four games a week. And sometimes all four of those are on the road. And so, you know, there are times where in this coming season, she'll be gone for like an entire week. And so we have a bunch of pets. And so for me, doing all of that alone for a whole week can get kind of kind of crazy and when she comes home I'm like all right the next three days in a row you're waking up with the dog like I'm sleeping in (laughs) I love it yeah I feel like we all get that way with like our significant others like when they come home you're like finally like now it's your turn to like do this you can do the laundry and the dishes tonight like I've been doing it for too long I know that you said you have a good community but like have you found that like you can rely on them because they're all gone at the same point so you have those wives that you can kind of relate to and have that like community yeah I think the wives have all gotten together, I think two or three times, like even with COVID, like we've done stuff outdoors. And once we were all vaccinated, I think we did like a mother's day brunch together. And it's just so nice having people who like get it yeah, and who understand what it's like to, you know, be home alone with like their kids for a week at a time or to like, you know, we actually sold our home in Madison before we like moved to Hershey and Emily was on the road when we had all of our showings. And so for me to kind of take that on like all by myself and to have now wives who have like been through the same thing and understand it is it's really nice to have people who like 100% know what you're going through. Yeah. Was the moving process like really quick? Like you got the job and then they were like, hey, see you on Monday. Or did you have like a little bit of wiggle room? Because in our profession, they literally get the job and then they like leave whatever that next work day is. So we are used to like packing up and just like, going (laughs) as soon as possible normally it would be like that but because I got the job in November there still wasn't a definite starting date for the season and so I was kind of in the mindset of like okay we're going like in two weeks but I had a lot of conversations with uh, Spencer Carberry who's the head coach and he was like you know what um you spend the holidays there you know take some time and really like kind of wrap things up and then you can come out here because we don't know when we're starting and so we had probably a month or a month and a half to kind of like get our condo ready get it on the market and move everything which was really nice and probably normally wouldn't happen so it felt quick but in the grand scheme of things it was not quick at all (laughs) in a sports sense that's awesome that you guys got enough time to like actually kind of gather yourselves and be like okay we're moving like we're doing this because usually you're just like what is going on like this is so fast So what do you guys rely on each other like during the season? What are some things that like you guys do as a couple that you rely on each other for? Our deal is kind of like I cook dinner and Emily does dishes. I love cooking. And so pretty much every night we like always have dinner together. It's a very rare occasion if like we're not having dinner together. And obviously that'll change now with her being on the road more often. But I feel like that's kind of our one that's like our anchor of the day is like we know Emily's gonna come home she's gonna shower and like maybe do some work but when dinner's ready like the laptop goes away and we like eat dinner together yeah I would say I probably rely on you more for like emotional and just like (laughs) 
kind of like keeping me going because it is so tiring and draining and you try not to bring work home with you, but it's kind of inevitable that it does. So I think I probably rely on you more for just that like emotional support when I'm really tired or things are really stressful in which you're great at. Like I said, sometimes it's like, I just need a quiet space. So I'm just going to like go lay down and take a nap and it's not you. I just need some time. And other times it's just, yeah, just talking and stuff like that. So I definitely rely on you for that. But also like I re- rely on you for meals because I hate cooking. So <laughs> it works out really well because loves to cook. Yeah, I'm totally the dishes girl. I could care less about cooking. Yeah, we'll get some Chick-fil-A. Like that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I do want to know with the schedule, everything going on, is your friends and family, do they get it? Or they still ask questions like, are you going to be home for this holiday? Or are you going to be able to make it time off? So we always laugh because we feel like we repeat ourselves around the same time of the year every year to our friends. Like, no, he cannot just take a Saturday off or something like that. I feel like most of my friends have also worked in sports, so they understand whether it's hockey or basketball or football. Um, So I think in general, our friend group understands that when we're in season, we probably won't see them very often, but obviously out of season, like that's kind of when you go to weddings and go on vacations and kind of see people. And I think my family pretty much for the most part understands they're just kind of like, okay, when are you available and when are you not? Like, when does your season start? And it's like, okay, training camp is mid-September. So that kind of gives them like a touch point of like, okay, we can see Emily before the end of August or whatever it is. So there's still moments like I told my mom that I was going to the Caps game on Sunday and (laughs) bless her heart. She said, are you going to be on the bench? And I just (laughs) laughed and I was like, no. Oh God, no. And she just like, with her whole heart was like, why wouldn't you? And so there are still moments like that where she's just a little like maybe naive to the whole thing, but it's all like within good intentions. And once I explain it, she's like, oh yeah, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) I love that. When we were dating, so we dated for about five years before we got married. And I don't think my extended family met her until after we were engaged because every family Christmas party, she would have games. And so for a couple of years, my, my family was convinced that I was making up this girlfriend <laughs> because they had never met her. Because every time we would have a Christmas or a wedding or something, Emily would be like, well, I have games, so I can't go. Or like, oh, I'm going with USA Hockey to camp up in Minnesota, so I, I can't make that wedding. And so it was finally, like, finally seeing my extended family meet her. And they're like, you are real. Oh, my God. <laughs> On your wedding day, they're like, oh, she exists. You're not just, like, yeah. being yourself. Okay, cool. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so we ask this question every single time, and you can both answer it separately, but what is something that you know now that you wish you would have known, like, going back in time to when you first started in the hockey industry? In general, the hockey world is kind of slow to progress, you know, and so it took so long for even a woman to be involved in a team, whether it was media or whatever it is, so... You know, I think you go into it and you have all these dreams of like, I want to make it to the NHL and you get there and you realize kind of how steep that climb is um, and how hard it is. And like you guys said before, how you kind of, you really have to climb the ladder and it's a long process. So I kind of wished I would have known that going in. It wouldn't have changed, you know, the way that I approach things, but I think it can be a little 
disheartening at times where you feel like you're not making any progress. You may not achieve these dreams. So I think if I would have known that, it may have just made things a little bit easier. I would say for me, I mean, I, I still feel like I'm in the beginning of this journey. And I think for me, I would go back and tell myself to just stay in the moment a little bit more, especially even right now. You know, I'm so focused. Some days all I do is sit and try and find a job and apply for jobs and look at job postings. And sometimes I just need to take a step back and remember, like, I get to hang out with my best friend and, like, watch her do her dream job. And, like, even though I don't have a job, like, we're comfortable. We have a place to live. Like, we have a really great support system. And so I just kind of remind myself that I need to kind of take a step back and enjoy where we are instead of trying to figure out where I want to go next. I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah, and that's a good point, too. It's like living in the moment. It's hard when you're like, okay, I'm ready for that next chapter. Like any second, any day, that would be nice (laughs) to get it to kick in. But we appreciate you coming on, both of you, and just being so honest and open and just sharing everything that's been going on. We've learned a lot. Hopefully, you don't have to do long distance again. I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you that you find something there. Thank you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.